Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. Brought to you by GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right. Good Saturday afternoon. And welcome, welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. You heard the man. I'm your host, Rich Orris, here today. Today is a good day for you because we have all your answers to all your design questions again. Today, I have a special guest, Mosby designer, Amy Miller, with me. And you can give myself and Amy a call today at 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. Anything you need for your home, we've got it. And today, our topics for the show, we're going to talk about the differences between design build remodeling versus, you know, just kind of hiring a designer and then maybe looking for a general contractor to complete a project for you. And we'll also cover everything you need to know about remodeling your basement, some good basement remodeling stories. Plus, do not forget... We'll have my On the Road with Rich segment, and today, again, another special thing, because we're going to have an On the Road with Amy, and we're going to hear about her last basement visit that she went on. I'll ask some questions about that, and then right smack dab in the middle of the show, we're going to have my hack, an easy way to remove carpet. So stay tuned with us for all of that and more, but again, don't forget Our main topic is your topic. What do you have going on today? Call in today. Ask any questions about home design, home repair, home maintenance. Um, If you need it, we got it for you right here for the next hour. The number to reach us again, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. So now I want to get right into this with Amy because we've got so much to go over and I am kind of excited because you've got, um, you know, kind of like Isadora, what I had last week, you've got a, 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 an interesting background and story of where you've been, what you've been through, starting over again here at Mosby and everything. And, and, I, and I love the actual story. So just kind of learning about you and everything. So just starting off, where did you grow up? Where are you from? Sure. Um, I grew up in the Willamette Valley, which is in Oregon. Okay. Um, and I attended college at Oregon State University and then raised my kids there in the Portland, Seattle, Washington area. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm from. So what enticed you to get into a career in design? 
Um, I've pretty much been remodeling things since I can remember. I had Lincoln Logs when I was a small child. Um, I remember ripping apart a dollhouse and re-roofing it. And uh, so and it was just something that I was doing for fun when I was a young adult. A bunch of friends and I started flipping houses back in the 80s before flipping oh. was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was uh, doing some advising of some student athletes at Oregon State and I came across the fact that design, designing, home, home redesign was a thing. And so um, I, uh, I went and got my degree in that. Yeah, awesome. And so you had worked for a company um, back in your home, home area there that is in a group that Scott Mosby was in. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, they met and they shared information and they talked about the industry and they do all this stuff for education and, you know, bettering themselves and learning about the markets from other areas. And, you know, and it, and it tells us a lot what's kind of coming in from the, from the coast end, what, what we might find, you know, later on down the road and what we might end up against and everything. So you can, can you just kind of fill us in on that, that company, the type of company it was, you know, that you work for back there? Yeah, it was a design build firm very similar to Mosby in in regards to where we have the design team that works with you to make the selections that you're going to have, um, works with you on the design of the space that you're wanting to remodel, as well as then we have the production team as part of the process. So um, we design it and we build it for you, and so we're with you with 100% of the way through the process. Um, it makes it seamless, easy, um, one-stop shop. You don't have to worry about, like you mentioned, having to go out and find a contractor to build what you've dreamed. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that's farther and few in between. And that's also why, you know, to be in a group with a bunch of companies like that, it's across the whole country because there's mm-hmm. only so many where, you know, that are that are truly that way, full service all the way through. But mm-hmm. from there, so a lot of, a lot of things happened, a lot of life happened, um, a lot happened in between, and then you ended up here in the uh-huh. St. Louis area um, and now working for Mosby. So can you just kind of let us know, like, what was that path like leading back to St. Louis and, and then coming to work for Mosby? Sure. It was a long and winding road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't get where we are yeah, with a straight path. Um, so as I mentioned, I was working at uh, with student-athletes at Oregon State University, and I got my deg- degree in design. So I started working for this firm in the Pacific Northwest. Then I met my husband, and he was in the Navy. And uh, it was 9-11 happened, and uh, so yeah. he was going to be retiring, and we were going to settle down in Portland. And after that, the, his detailer, the guy who signs the jobs in the Navy, um, gently asked him if he wouldn't mind staying on for another three years. And so we got married and moved to Naples, Italy. And we had the opportunity to live there for three years. And That's so that, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool on one hand, but it kind of put a, a kibosh on my designing and yeah. my career. Um, and then when we moved back to the States, we moved back to Seattle area. And uh, and he was, in, he was working for a company that was going to be moving us around a lot. So I didn't get into design. So... Just, it took a, took a sabbatical, I guess you call it, for a couple of sure. years. And raised the kids. They all moved up, graduated from college, and are off doing their own lives. And so Patrick and I found ourselves as empty nesters in Seattle. And we're like, we're getting 
closer to retirement than not these days. So he's from the Pacific Northwest, or excuse me, from uh, Central Illinois. So we started throwing darts at the map and said, where do we want to live now? And huge Cardinal fan. My husband is a huge Cardinal fan. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, here we are in St. Louis and we're we're loving it. I love it here. It's a beautiful city, beautiful area. um, It doesn't have quite the topography as the Northwest does, but um, the the fall leaves and the trees and the hills and everything is just gorgeous. Yeah, no, that that is awesome. So now, coming into Mosby, um, and and starting to kind of learn the process over, learn some of the things, and I would imagine over time, you know, um, I I was actually just just uh, yesterday, I um, I I got uh, we made a little video, and I got my little plaque and everything for being at Mosby for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of were, we were talking about just so many things happen, so many things change and constantly revamping what you do and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm interested in, you know, what you've seen now and what are some of the challenges and some of the, the differences maybe in some of the processes, you know, getting restarted here at Mosby and kind of retrained. Cause I know that's a, that's a journey in itself, just getting, you know, just training a designer is not quick and easy cause we're, you know, we're not normal. We're not like most companies. We're like the one you worked for. So you got a little bit of a head start, but what just some of those challenges and differences from before. Sure. The biggest I'd have to say is technology. When I started, we were still hand drafting and hand erasing everything and running through things yeah. through the blueprint machine. And, and, you know, so when you changed your mind on something, it was a big deal. You really had to think about what kind of what the design was going to look like before you put pencil to paper, because it was a big deal to change your mind. Um, yeah, now, yeah. now with the, you know, the, all of the computer aided drafting programs that are out there now, you can change your mind 500 times in 10 minutes. And so I find that, that, so I had to learn about the technology. I had to learn how to draft with a computer. I had started, but it was very rudimentary compared to what it is now. It was using AutoCAD. It's like you had to draw a line, draw another line, trim it. And now we just throw in a block and it's a, it's a wall. Yeah. You know, with all its parts and pieces. And I'm like, when I first, when they first introduced it to me, I'm like, this has got to be cheating because it was so easy. <laughs> yeah. um, but that and uh, just some other challenges being in a new location is just learning all the vendors and developing those relationships with the with oh yeah um, absolutely like who's the flooring company who's the the plumbers and the electricians that we like to use and because you do they are part of the team we have our in-house guys but we also have to work with some outside trades um, on our projects and so you need to develop relationships so that you can give them phone calls and so that has been challenging yeah exactly and and that is also very important mm-hmm. you know I, I talk often about you know, one of our, our architects that, that we had years back, he's no longer with us, but um, when he had started with us and and was our main licensed architect, the, the first year that he was here, and there's, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's 92 different municipalities in the St. Louis areas for pulling permits and things like that. So every time we had a permit that needed pulled, in an area that was kind of like the first time for that year, mm-hmm. say, um, they would have our architect go there and pull the permit himself, turn the stuff in, fill out the paperwork, talk to the people, ask to meet the plan reviewer and just have a quick, count, you know, build that relationship mm-hmm. with all of these different municipalities and stuff because it is that important. Mm-hmm. Make, you know, get a face to the name and, you know, because sometimes they can probably communicate with these municipalities for 
five years and never even know what the person looks like that they're talking to, mm-hmm. you know, and communicating back and forth with. So seems like an expensive way to, to pull permits, but such a value in that learning, education, relationship, meeting, and and it built so much value in the future of knowing what they wanted and getting the right answers and, and them liking us too and understanding that we're here to do the right thing, that we will work with them and not against them. It, it was just such a valued thing that, you know, that's all kind of part of that process. And as a project manager, I actually used to be the one to go pull the permits, you know, but so it was kind of a relief to be like, oh, he's going to be doing some of these. Awesome. Go <laughs> ahead. Run up there and grab that for me. Um, so it's not like he needed to, but for the relationship, it was it was kind of priceless, you know, mm-hmm. really. So in honor of learning about people and, and finding out things about people, I love to do these little quick, easy, lightning round, fun kind of okay. kind of questions just to learn a little bit more about everybody. So looking at some either or things, okay. would you rather talk or text? A text. I mean, excuse me, talk. See, I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> um, legal pad or iPad? Legal. I'm still learning that iPad. That's that technology yeah. stuff again. <laughs> exactly. Dogs or cats? Dog. Steak or fish? Steak. Awesome. I'm steak guy too. Oh yeah. I, I, I like good fish, but you would you would think I'd be a fish person coming from the northwest? Yeah, you but would. you know, had enough of it. <laughs> probably had enough Starbucks too. Actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thin crust or deep dish pizza? Um, you know, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to my pizza, and I have to say I have to have wood-fired Italian pizza. If I'm going to do pizza, I'm going to do it the right way. And I would say that's probably because of being in Italy, but yeah. apparently they, they didn't even invent the pizza anyways. And it was pretty They close. had to learn it from us. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> kind of misleading mm-hmm. in how they, they, they put all that out there. Um, so uh, what's your favorite restaurant? I'm still trying to figure that out, actually. So, wow. okay. you know, suggestions we'll, we'll are always welcome. We'll talk about some good ones. <laughs> um, what, so, so what is your favorite U.S. city besides the ones you've lived in? You know, you sent this to me as a prelim question, and I really had to think hard f- about this because I've lived a lot of places. Um, you've covered most of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I have to say I love visiting New York, New York City, Manhattan, downtown, getting in the nitty-gritty. Um, I've been down there uh, frequently. Um, but, uh, yeah, love going to the shows, awesome. hanging out, walking around, seeing the people. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So favorite holiday? My birthday. That's a great one. <laughs> favorite childhood TV show? Brady Bunch. Love it. Love it. Um, so if you're running around St. Louis and, and you might not have, have hit a lot of these yet, but where would you rather be? I know the answer to the, to one of them, but. Fritz's or Ted Drew's for I ice cream? No I have not, no idea. I've, I haven't done either one of them yet. I know this is a... a got to get there. Got to yeah. do it, yeah. Um, Cardinals or Blues? Uh, Cardinals. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Arch or the City Museum? Right now we're the Arch because we're right there. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the Botanical Garden or the Zoo? The Zoo. And I want to visit it in the summertime. We missed it this year. We went, went during the holidays and it was everybody was asleep. It was kind of sad but yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we'll be back yep oh my wife always complains if there's no elephants out she Uh loves it but it seems like half the time you're there they're they're inside Mm -hmm. or whatever um so just some general stuff do you have a middle name yes marie marie awesome and do you have any hidden talents my husband i asked him this um he said that tell them you're the best wife ever (laughs) <laughs> but no, I love to cook. Down. And so, you know, I, um, I yeah. love trying out new recipes and things like that. But yeah. Very cool. And so who in your life has inspired you the most? 
have to say, professionally speaking, it was a designer home consultant that I worked with at my previous firm. Um, why they inspired me was that it was a, she was a woman, and okay. um, she was the first in the company to become a certified remodeler back when this was not quite a thing to be the CR. Yeah. Um, she went above and beyond as far as mentoring other new up-and-comers. Um, and uh, she she had brilliant designs, and uh, she had she was very similar to you. Most of her clients were repeat clients, and she really was yeah. good at developing those personal relationships and keep maintaining that as well as being brilliant. So I, I just admired her because of groundbreaking things that she was doing in the industry as a woman. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, um, and that is very important. I love the relationship thing. I love because that's you know what we do is so much bent on you know, good information, doing the right thing, really just delivering what, what people need and, and educating them and giving them the options and, and letting them figure stuff out. So I want to get into um, that, that on the road with Amy segment. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and get into our first break here. Cause we're, we're running behind on time a little oh. bit, but so when we come back, I'll do my hack and then I want to get into this um, on the road with Amy. And I want to hear about this basement visit and, what you found and discovered and all of that fun stuff. So we'll be right back after this. And now here's Rich's right at home hack. All right, guys, here we go. All you DIYers out there that want to save some money on your next carpet install. You can do that by removing the old carpet yourself. So what I would tell you is the trick to that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to save your back. It's going to make it go a little quicker, a little easier for you. Before you start, I would recommend talk to the installer. Find out what it's really going to save you because it just might not be worth it to you in the end and, and just let them do everything. But if it is, then the necessary tools you might need, you'll need a dust mask, some knee pads, some locking pliers, uh, possibly a, a pry bar, some safety glasses, a utility knife for sure, gloves, and a floor scraper. So before you begin, what you want to do is remove all the doors that swing into the room and any closet doors. Then you want to completely clear out that room, removing all the furniture from the room. Slip your gloves on because you want to protect your knuckles from those needle-sharp tack strips. Um, And there's a lot of dust trapped inside carpet, so I tell you, If it bothers you, definitely wear your dust mask while you're pulling this carpet up. So you want to take your your locking pliers, grab that carpet in the corner of the room, and pull it up with the pliers. Fold back about three feet of carpet, and then cut that carpet off from the backside. So you're making easy-to-handle smaller strips and rolling it up and carrying it out. Keep doing that. Repeat that process until all of the carpet is up. Then you're going to do the same thing with the pad. You want to cut strips, roll it up. When you're done with that, if you're on a plywood subfloor, you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of staples to deal with in that plywood. So simply take that floor scraper and just run it over the floor. That blade is going to either shear the staples off or yank them out. Um, Be sure to go over the floor good. Double check it. Don't leave anything behind because you don't want to feel it once the carpet's done. In most cases, you're going to leave the old tack strip in place, but there are a couple of exceptions that you might run into if you have any rotted areas, have anything um, damaged, delaminating, or if it's badly rusted. If you've got a lot of moisture to it, 
you're going to want to pull it up and have them replace that tack strip. Voila, you're ready for your new carpet and save yourself a buck or two in the process. So if you want to hear this hack or any of my hacks every week, just check me out on Facebook. Search Rich Oris Mosby on Facebook. Take you right to my my page there, and every week you'll see these hacks on there for you. And we're going to get back to our regular show. I invite everybody on Facebook to join us, 97.1 FM, with Mosby Building Arts designer Amy Miller right now. Join us now, and we're going to get back here, Amy. I've got so much I, I want to get into and talk about, but I want to do this on-the-road segment. So basically, you know, every week what I'm doing is I'm just kind of discussing one of my my appointments that I went on. Um, and there's always something interesting about one or the other or how we got to how we would design it or d- just all sorts of different things that we do. What are the goals and and all that stuff of that? So. And of course, you've got the one basement that you you just um, signed everything, and, and they're going to be remodeling the basement. So I wanted to kind of go with that one, okay? And just kind of talk about, you know, so when you go to that very first visit, the first time you meet them and everything, what's what's the goal of that first appointment, that first visit, and and what we're trying to get to, in in the information to get out of that meeting for mm-hmm. us. Uh, for me, it's twofold. Um, one is the usual, uh, what the homeowner is expecting, which is they want to share their vision. So I'm trying to get yeah. out of them. What is it they want the space to do for them? Are they wanting a home gym? Are they needing more um, office spaces? Do they need more bedrooms? Do they want a big family room? Do they need a media room, theater room? All these sorts of things. Um, while I'm there, I'm also looking at all the existing conditions and all the other things that are going to impact how do we satisfy these dreams. Because if they want, say, uh bedrooms downstairs we need to make sure that there's egress and um so that can impact because oftentimes part of our process is we do talk about preliminary budgets and those are sorts of things that could affect how much the project is going to end up being absolutely Um, you know if you have to put in four egress windows versus you know you're just going to do a family room that's a big difference um so so yeah so i'm and you know also looking at uh is it a 1905 house or is it a 2020 house those bring different challenges and fun stuff to the space so sure sure so so getting there kind of arriving just kind of you know Touch on that process, start to finish, kind of like where do you start, where do you end up, and and what happens while you're in there. Sure. Um, usually when you show up, you introduce yourself, and there's all you, those typical pleasantries. And um, and then I just tell them it's going to be a real high-level meeting at that point. We're not going to get into nitty-gritties. We're not going to talk about specifics. We're not going to do – I try to not have my designer hat on while I'm there. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I think that was something you told me way back in the beginning is just – Stay out of design because people want to dive into to how is the space going to work at that oh, first yes. meeting. Yep. And, you know, we, there's so many unknowns right up front. But um, so, yeah, so then we usually go down to the space, um, which is can often be a challenge. Again, if you go into the, the house that we're referring to, which we're on the challenge, it's a brand new house. So it was easy. The stairwells were nice and wide. Oh, yeah. the ceiling heights were nice and tall. Um I've been in some houses where I couldn't even stand up in the basement. I couldn't, you know, I'm banging yeah, yeah. my head on the headers and walking down the stairs. Um, you know, or you're afraid you're going to murder yourself as you walk down these, you know, it's basically yeah, yeah. a ladder. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those, those are, we're getting down into the space. And then we kind of just wander around the space. And as you've been in some houses, I'm sure they're worn of rooms. And yeah. they're all sorts of interesting things. And, and I love that, you know, it's it's kind of 
pulling the curtain back on the house, and you can really see some of its old bones. What was it originally? Um, the old, the you know, coal chutes, ice box chutes, and you know, where did the old, you know, boiler go, and oh, yeah. all that sort of fun stuff. So, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. And, and you know, seeing other spaces too in the home just kind of shows like how they use the home, how they live, how they, you know, Definitely. everything they do, and and that's also you know, a good thing that, that we like to do all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so once you're, you're kind of there and you're talking and, and you're going over the process and the different thing, what, what kind of questions did the client have for you? Sure. Usually by the time we've done the tour of the house, we run back upstairs and where we can get comfortable and have a good, good conversation about lifestyle. And like you said, when you're walking through the other, the restrooms in the house, you can kind of get an idea of what it is that, the, that they're, how they live, you know, do they yeah. have lots of kids? And so, you, you know, get to know about them a little bit better. The questions that they have a tendency to ask is a lot about timing and how long is something going to take? When are you going to be able to start? Yep. Um, and, uh, and just kind of, again, what's the process like for them after this meeting? Um, we at Mosby do have a very specific process, um, which I think is very beneficial to the client and their finished product. And it makes it so that it's very clear for them what they're going to be receiving. If there's no ambiguity. There's, um, if, there's a, if they have a question, we answer it before we get started. Sure, sure. So, so kind of getting into this design build kind of our process, what what we do, and, and just design build in general, you know, against just general contracting and finding different designers or architects, you know, what, what part of that design build process do you really feel is the biggest benefit to clients, you know, choosing that type of company? The benefit I see for choosing a design build firm like this is the seamless transition from designing to production i'm not going to disappear i am with you um because because we do have the 10-year warranty i'm with you for the next 10 years you have an issue you just give amy a call you don't have to worry about what you know where am i going to go who's going to what's going to happen what if something happens in 9.5 years you know so not only am i with you now while we're doing this and we're we're figuring out what we're going to do with the space i'm going to be with you during production i'm your advocate for a while the production is in place, you have issues and stuff and or you want to talk about stuff or there's something that comes up while you're while they've ripped the walls out, you just give me a call. Um yeah. and I and because I do have a relationship with a project manager that's doing the project, I can we can talk about it and we're in the same building. So it's not like I have to track somebody down to take care of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've seen well over the past twenty years, I've just seen so many different things where you know people are they get one design you know they they don't necessarily talk about you know like the budgeting like you were saying we're going to talk about the budgeting because there's so many different ways to do something it's great to have that understand that avenue and everything so i i just i had somebody about a year ago you know had a whole basement design right you know this oh yeah they came in they designed this whole thing and everything and this is the way they got it laid out and and I'm looking at it and I'm explaining to them probably what it's going to take to build this and, and, and what it's going to probably cost in the end. And of course they were like, Oh wow. You know, we were really hoping, you know, it would be more down here, like maybe around this range, like, Oh my gosh, that's, and I'm like, well, so part of this thing is they designed this bathroom and there's two different plumbing stacks 
and I have to move them both mm-hmm. and relocate them to, to do this bathroom. So you have two stacks, you have a rough in already, and we have to relocate all of it to mm-hmm. do your bathroom, mm-hmm. which is fine. And we would even design bathrooms like that mm-hmm. if that's what they're after. Mm-hmm. And if they understand, well, but this is all going to have to happen. So your cost is probably going to be up around here to get to that design. And a lot of times, you know, we'd get to show them both. Well, here's a simpler one. We're not moving all the plumbing. It's not the bathroom of your dreams, but it's in your price range. And then here's one that's not, but it is the bathroom of your dreams. And, and, you know, a lot of times they're, how do we work in between that? Right. You know, what do we do? That is one of the advantages of a design build firm is that we do design with, we do present you with a design that's within the budget, usually. Um, you know, we try. That's the goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think when if you do a if you do choose a designer who's going to be building your project, that they do keep the budget in mind for you while that while that process is happening. While you're so we don't move yes. two stacks. We don't you know those sorts of things are covered. Um, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep. It, it and, is and, very important because. I know for myself, I overdesign all the time. And so I have to bring myself in. It's like, okay, here it is. And I, yeah. I just did this with a kitchen. It's like I had, I was showing it to the estimator. He was like, holy moly, there's a yeah. lot of cabinets in this here. <laughs> you know, And uh, I think the package was almost worth twice as much as the the, the project was supposed to be. So yeah, you can, sure. you can overdesign and it's easy because if you don't have a budget, you know, yep. the sky's the limit. And, and that's, you know, one of the things I'm kind of describing all the time is, okay, so we can keep this as simple as we can or we can we can design the Taj Mahal and the cool thing is you can see them both mm-hmm. and, and understand what they are find out where the the cost is going and then make a great educated decision right you're not waiting or you're not paying for a full design and then finding out you, you can't, can't afford built, it. Right. You're like, I, I'm not doing that. How do right. I simplify this? And now you're going backwards and everything. So Yeah. I usually tell my clients, I, I'm going to show you A, B, and C. By the time we're finished with the concept presentation, we're going to have E, e or F. It's going to oh, yeah. be on the table. That's that's where we're going to go. Absolutely, yeah. invariably, they bring lots of stuff, fun stuff to the table. Yep. Rarely have I ever remembered anybody just go, hey, design B is perfect. Let's just do that. You know, it's always <laughs> they join the team, they oh, get yeah. through it. And that's part of the process. That's really what's great one things. of the advantages of our of our process is that they get to be part of the team coming up with what we're going to do for their space. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we're going to get into our next break here and we will touch on all of this stuff and a bit more. I want to get more into this basement okay. with with codes and egress and just different things that need to happen outside of just finishing that basement. So we'll be right back after this. And now here's Rich's right at home hack. All right, guys, here we go. All you DIYers out there that want to save some money on your next carpet install. You can do that by removing the old carpet yourself. So what I would tell you is the trick to that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to save your back. It's going to make it go a little quicker, a little easier for you. Before you start, I would recommend talk to the installer. Find out what it's really going to save you because it just might not be worth it to you in the end and, and just let them do everything. But if it is, then the necessary tools you might need, you'll need a dust mask, some knee pads, some locking pliers, uh, possibly a, a pry bar, some safety glasses, a utility knife for sure, gloves, and a floor scraper. So before you begin, what you want to do is remove all the doors that swing into the room and any closet doors. 
Then you want to completely clear out that room, removing all the furniture from the room. Slip your gloves on because you want to protect your knuckles from those needle-sharp tack strips. Um, And there's a lot of dust trapped inside carpet. So I tell you, if it bothers you, definitely wear your dust mask while you're pulling this carpet up. So you want to take your... uh, your locking pliers, grab that carpet in the corner of the room and pull it up with the pliers, fold back about three feet of carpet, and then cut that carpet off from the backside. So you're making easy to handle smaller strips and rolling it up and carrying it out. Keep doing that. Repeat that process until all of the carpet is up. Then you're going to do the same thing with the pad. You want to cut strips, roll it up. When you're done with that, if you're on a plywood subfloor, you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of staples to deal with in that plywood. So simply take that floor scraper and just run it over the floor. That blade is going to either shear the staples off or yank them out. Um, Be sure to go over the floor good. Double check it. Don't leave anything behind because you don't want to feel it once the carpet's done. In most cases, you're going to leave the old tack strip in place, but there are a couple of exceptions that you might run into if you have any rotted areas, have anything um, damaged, delaminating, or if it's badly rusted. If you've gotten a lot of moisture to it, you're going to want to pull it up and have them replace that tack strip. Voila, you're ready for your new carpet and save yourself a buck or two in the process. So if you want to hear this hack or any of my hacks every week, just check me out on Facebook. Search Rich Oris Mosby on Facebook. Take you right to my my page there, and every week you'll see these hacks on there for you. And we're going to get back to our regular show. I invite everybody on Facebook to join us, 97.1 FM, with Mosby Building Arts designer Amy Miller right now. Join us now, and we're going to get back here, Amy. I've got so much I I want to get into and talk about, but I want to do this on-the-road segment. So basically, you know, every week what I'm doing is I'm just kind of discussing one of my my appointments that I went on. Um, And there's always something interesting about one or the other or how we got to how we would design it or just all sorts of different things that we do. What are the goals and, and all that stuff of that? So and of course, you've got the one basement that you you just um, signed everything, and, and they're going to be remodeling the basement. So I wanted to kind of go with that one, okay? And just kind of talk about, you know, so when you go to that very first visit, the first time you meet them and everything, what's what's the goal of that first appointment, that first visit, and and what we're trying to get to, and in, in the information to get out of that meeting for mm-hmm. us. Uh, for me, it's twofold. Um, one is the usual, uh, what the homeowner is expecting, which is they want to share their vision. So I'm trying to get yeah. out of them. What is it they want the space to do for them? Are they wanting a home gym? Are they needing more um, office spaces? Do they need more bedrooms? Do they want a big family room? Do they need a media room, theater room? All these sorts of things. Um, while I'm there, I'm also looking at all the existing conditions and all the other things that are going to impact how do we satisfy these dreams. Because if they want, say, uh bedrooms downstairs we need to make sure that there's egress and um so that can impact because oftentimes part of our process is we do talk about preliminary budgets and those are sorts of things that could affect 
how much the project is going to end up being. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you have to put in four egress windows versus, you know, you're just yeah, going to yeah. do a family room, that's a big difference. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm, and you know, also looking at, uh, is it a 1905 house or is it a 2020 house? Those bring different challenges and fun stuff to the space. So Sure, yeah, sure. So, so getting there, kind of arriving, just kind of, you know, touch on that process, start to finish, kind of like where do you start, where do you end up, and, and what happens while you're in there? Sure. Um, usually when you show up, you introduce yourself, and there's all you, those typical pleasantries. And um, and then I just tell them it's going to be a real high-level meeting at that point. We're not going to get into nitty-gritties. We're not going to talk about specifics. We're not going to do – I try to not have my designer hat on while I'm there. Um, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I think that was something you told me way back at the beginning is just – Stay out of design because people want to dive into to how is the space going to work at that oh, first yes. meeting. Yep. And, you know, we there's so many unknowns right up front. But um, so, yes, yeah, so then we usually go down to the space, um, which is can often be a challenge. Again, if you go into the, the house that we're referring to which we're on the challenge, it's a new, brand new house. So it was easy. The stairwells were nice and wide. Oh, yeah. the ceiling heights were nice and tall. Um I've been in some houses where I couldn't even stand up in the basement. I couldn't, you know, banging yeah, yeah. my head on the headers and walking down the stairs. Um, you know, or you're afraid you're going to murder yourself as you walk down these, you know, it's basically yeah, yeah. a ladder. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those those are, we're getting down into the space. And then we kind of just wander around the space. And as you've been in some houses, I'm sure they're worn of rooms. And yeah. they're all sorts of interesting things. And, and I love that, you know, it's it's kind of pulling the curtain back on the house and you can really see some of its old bones. What was it originally? Um, the old, the you know, coal chutes, ice box chutes, and, you know, where did the old, you know, boiler go and oh, yeah. all that sort of fun stuff. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, seeing other spaces too in the home, just kind of shows like how they use the home, how they live, how they, you know, Definitely. everything they do. And, and that's also, you know, a good thing that, that we like to do all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so once you're you're kind of there and you're talking and, and you're going over the process and the different thing, what what kind of questions did the client have for you? Sure. Usually by the time we've done the tour of the house, we run back upstairs and where we can get comfortable and have a good good conversation about lifestyle. And like you said, when you're walking through the other the restrooms in the house, you can kind of get an idea of what it is that, the, that they're how they live. You know, do they yeah. have lots of kids? And so you you know get to know about them a little bit better. The questions that they have a tendency to ask is a lot about timing and how long is something going to take. When are you going to be able to start? Yep. Um, and uh, and just kind of again, what's the process like for them after this meeting? Um, we at Mosby do have a very specific process, um, which I think is very beneficial to the client and their finished product, and it makes it so that it's very clear for them what they're going to be receiving. If there's no ambiguity. There's um, if there's a if they have a question, we answer it before we get started. Sure, sure. So, so kind of getting into this design build, kind of our process, what what we do, and and just design build in general, you know, against just general contracting and finding different designers or architects, you know, what what part of that design build process do you really feel is the biggest benefit to clients, you know, choosing that type of company? The benefit I see for choosing a design build firm like this is the seamless transition from designing to production. I'm not going to disappear. I am with you. Um, 
because because we do have the 10-year warranty, I'm with you for the next 10 years. You have an issue, you just give Amy a call. You don't have to worry about what, you know, where am I going to go? Who, who's going to, what's going to happen? What if something happens in 9.5 years, you know? So not only am I with you now while we're doing this and we're, we're figuring out what we're going to do with the space, I'm going to be with you during production. I'm your advocate for while the production is in place. You have issues and stuff and, or you want to talk about stuff or there's something that comes up while you're, well, they've ripped the walls out. You just give me a call. Um, yeah. and, I, and because I do have a relationship with a project manager that's doing the project, I can we can talk about it and we're in the same building. So it's not like I have to track somebody down to take care of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've seen, well, over the past 20 years, I've just seen so many different things where, you know, people are, they get one design, you know, they they don't necessarily talk about, you know, like the budgeting, like you were saying. We're going to talk about the budgeting because there's so many different ways to do something, it's great to have that, understand that avenue and everything. Sure. So I, I just, I had somebody about a year ago, you know, had a whole basement design, right? You know, this, oh yeah, they came in, they designed this whole thing and everything, and this is the way they got it laid out. And and I'm looking at it and I'm explaining to them probably what it's going to take to build this and, and, and what it's going to probably cost in the end. And of course they were like, oh wow, you know, we were really hoping you know, it would be more down here, like maybe around this range, like, oh my gosh, that's, and I'm like, well, so part of this thing is they designed this bathroom and there's two different plumbing stacks and I have to move them both Mm -hmm. and relocate them to, to do this bathroom. So you have two stacks, you have a rough in already, and we have to relocate all of it to Mm -hmm. do your bathroom, Mm -hmm. which is fine. And we would even design bathrooms like that Mm -hmm. if that's what they're after. Mm -hmm. And if they understand, well, but this is all going to have to happen. So your cost is probably going to be up around here to get to that design. And a lot of times, you know, we'd get to show them both. Well, here's a simpler one. We're not moving all the plumbing. It's not the bathroom of your dreams, but it's in your price range. And then here's one that's not but it is the bathroom of your dreams. And, and, you know, a lot of times they're, how do we work in between that? Right. You know, yeah, what do we do? That is one of the advantages of a design build firm is that we do design with, we do present you with a design that's within the budget, usually. Um, you know, we try. That's the goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think when, if you do a, if you do choose a designer who's going to be building your project, that they do keep the budget in mind for you while that, while that process is happening, while you're, so we don't move yes. two stacks. We don't, you know, those sorts of things are covered. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yep, it, it and, is and, very important. Because I know for myself, I over-design all the time. And so I have to bring myself in. It's like, okay, here it is. And I, yeah. I just did this with a kitchen. It's like I had, I was showing it to the estimator. He was, he was like, holy moly, there's a yeah. lot of cabinets in this here. <laughs> you know, And uh, I think the package was almost worth twice as much as the the project was supposed to be. So, yeah, you can, sure. you can over-design. And it's easy because if you don't have a budget, you know, yep. the sky's the limit. And and that's, you know, one of the things I'm kind of describing all the time is, okay, so we can keep this as simple as we can, or we can, we can design the Taj Mahal. And the cool we, thing is you can see them both mm-hmm. and, and understand what they are, find out where the, the cost is going, and then make a great educated decision. Right. You're not waiting or you're not paying for a full design and then finding out 
you, you can't, can't afford filled. it. Right. You're like, I, I'm not doing that. How do right. I simplify this? And now you're going backwards and everything. So Yeah. I usually tell my clients, I, I'm going to show you A, B, and C. By the time we're finished with the concept presentation, we're going to have E, e or F. It's going to oh, yeah. be on the table. That's that's where we're going to go. Absolutely, yeah. Invariably, they bring lots of stuff, fun stuff to the table. Yep. Rarely have I ever remembered anybody just go, hey, design B is perfect. Let's just do that. You know, it's always they join the team, they oh, get yeah. through it. And that's part of the process. That's really what's great one things. of the advantages of our of our process is that they get to be part of the team coming up with what we're going to do for their space. Yep, absolutely. So um, we're going to get into our next break here and we will touch on all of this stuff and a bit more. I want to get more into this basement okay. with with codes and egress and just different things that need to happen outside of just finishing that basement. So we'll be right back after this. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 